Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply it's time for today's lucky land horoscope with victoria cash Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hi everybody, Russ and my Hammers 11. I hope you're all safe and well. If you're new channel, please consider subscribing, hitting that bell icon so we, you're made aware of any time we put new content on. We have interviews going up daily, but, you know, sometimes I'm in a good mood. You know, your team might have just beaten Norwich 4-0 or, you know, we turn over Watford 4-0 tonight, he says, wishful thinking. But, uh, and I'll put two or three on. So, you know, make sure you hit that bell icon because every interview, every memory, is priceless and uh, we're sort of you know categorizing all these great memories you've got lots of great guests coming up lots of great ex-players you'll see who i'm who i'm interviewing already so i'm trying to rattle through this introduction because i want to talk to him lots um i mean i mean it's, i mean dev doesn't need any introduction over 448 games i think for the club you know, 32 goals fa cup winner obviously 85 86 um and as i said to him before we started he's appeared in a third of our 11s and we've had over 120 people if they're 11s so uh it's it's impressive stuff how's it going alan how you doing man i'm fine thank you russ i'm fine it's uh strange times but um we just have to get on with it i'm afraid yeah we do unfortunately there's nothing we can do about it is it and oh, uh, and we've all learned something today. <laughs> we've had fun trying to get Sue out of the Zoom call and stuff. But we all learned something. You know, it's, it's a learning process, this lockdown. It continues to Yeah, be. well, I'm old school. So as long as I've got a text and I've got a phone, I'm okay. Yeah, I know. Some people I know don't even have a mobile phone. I mean, yeah, I think Billy doesn't have a mobile phone, does he, if I think? I remember famously. I think he bores his daughters, yeah. He bores his daughters, I think, now and again to get in contact with people, yeah. yeah it's amazing. So. But um, obviously, you know, We've, we've got football back. It's, it's crazy to think, you know, the season's over next week. Um, and, like, we've played nine games in four weeks. I mean, you know, back in 85, 86, you were playing that regularly towards the end of the season, weren't you? Yeah, we played, yeah. I mean, we played uh, something like 15 games in 31 days, something like that. It was it was mad at the April, I think it was, because yeah. uh, we had a bad winter and all that, and we had games and we was playing all the time, so... Uh, yeah, we was going for the league at that time, so uh, yeah, mad, yeah. mad. Yeah, it's crazy. First football, like, listen, you rather play games than train, so of it can work both ways, you know. So yeah. as long as you don't get no injuries and that, and you just you just go on and on and on, and when you're winning, it becomes a habit anyway. So you know, it's only when you're getting beat your legs feel heavy. When you're winning, it's uh, you feel great. Yeah, no, I get that, and you're you're right. It's almost like, and you haven't got time to. Well, my dog's going mental typically you haven't got time to recover you know to to dwell because you've got another game happening you know in a few days time yeah. haven't you? so it's so it's quite nicely yeah. that way you like playing twice a week you like yeah. playing you know sometimes it's three or four times a week but that's normal now to play twice a week i think anyway so it yeah. keeps you fit yeah games keep you fit. much training as you can do and that it's it's a game to keep you fit and sharp so um yeah so so at the end of the day i would love to be playing now so with all these games coming up just a strange thing behind closed doors it's weird it, it does seem weird. weird it is weird i mean obviously yeah. I'm, I'm fortunate enough to be one of those 300 you know obviously i play the music there and stuff so it is weird 
it is weird. And I've been to some games, you know, the under 23 games where you might have, I don't know, two, 300 people in attendance, but to have no one that you can actually hear the people typing, the journalists typing on their, uh, on their things, which is really weird. Um, but it's what it is, isn't it? It's nothing we do about it. Um, yeah, that's right. Listen, we've got the games going and, and it's got to be better than having points per game and calculation, getting people relegated. Oh. And at least, you know, they've done the right thing with it all. Um, yeah. Leagues further down, it's um, you know to relegate teams. I, I think is a bit of a disgrace. To be fair, and you, could just um, imagine, and you could just imagine the the litigations and and all the issues if if we did do a points per game base. You know, when if we didn't finish the season off in terms of people suing and counter. I mean, remember the Sheffield United West Ham debacle with Tevez, and uh, that went on for years, didn't it? And so um, yeah. you're right. Yeah, the FA and the government could kill that. No disrespect. This is yeah. we're into a war here. You know, it's invisible war. People are dying every day, True. and football's not that important to you know. And it to me, it should just be null and void, and it should have been mm. restart and all that. Yeah. You know, I look at the Premier League and all that, and it's 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 about the money. They they need the money, which is which is fair enough. They need it to survive yeah. with the economy that it is. But, um, you know, to get teams relegated with nine, ten games to go, I, I just think it's totally unfair. Yeah, no, I, to- I totally agree. I totally agree. And, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> we'll see. It's going to be an interesting last few weeks, last week or so, I think. Now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's interesting tonight. Tonight's a big game. Oh, it's mass- massive. massive. And, um, I mean, you know. You know, it's always the way, isn't it? And as long as it's in your hands, you know, I, I don't like relying on, on other teams. And we've seen in the last two or three sort of rounds of matches that, you know, the, the teams around us are starting to put some, they're going for like a final spurt, it seems. And, uh, yeah, yeah. But it, but it is. With, with night, yeah, so I mean, yeah it, it would mean Villa putting about eight past us, didn't it? Or something, you know, it's, yeah, in yeah. the last game. But, uh, that's the thing, the goal difference. It's another point, isn't it, really? It's another point, really. But, yeah, um, yeah luckily, they uh, Theo Walcott, God, at times we used to boo him at Arsenal when he came down and uh, he was uh, somewhat of a saviour, 87 minutes. Yeah, he's done a favour. Yeah, he's done a But his old man's a West Ham fan, I believe. Um, so, uh, Richard, Richard, randomly, Richard Digest told me about that the other day, that, that, Theo, <laughs> Walcott, that Theo Walcott's dad is a hammer. So, um Sorry, obviously it must have been a bit of I'm sure his dad was happy afterwards, or, you know, when it all happened. But um but the whole idea of this channel is not necessarily to look forward but but to look back. Uh, and it's about memories and it's about understanding people's journeys, players and fans. And um, you know, for for basically all the players, the one question I ask every player is is why West Ham? So why join West Ham? And your story is, you know, an, an incredible story for no one that's that's heard of it. Um, so we'll probably go through it. You're probably a bit sick of talking about it, to be honest, Alan, but uh, that's what we like to do. So how did it all happen with West Ham and you? Um, well, I was at Palace as a kid. Yeah. Um Playing in the youth team and, and that every week. I weren't um, like an apprentice or nothing like that, but I turned up every Saturday morning to playing games and they had about 60 professionals and apprentices and they were, they were massive, like uh, the club at the time. My dad used to play for them as well, so it was automatically, I kind of went there. Um, they promised me pro terms when I got to 18. Um, what happened was, Burhead was the manager then. He got sacked. And Malcolm Allison come in. And he got rid of six of us without even seeing us play, and I was one of them. So, uh, of course, it, you know, after being told you're going to sign pro, and then suddenly it ain't going to happen. I was a bit devastated. I kind of fell out of love with the game and that. And then my dad got hold of me and said, that, you know, rattled me around the head and whatever, sort yourself out with some matter with you. And I ended up going non-league, uh, going to Southall. Uh, I had 18 months there, which was great. It was it was fantastic football. I was getting kicked lumps out of it, toughened me up, and it learned me to trade. It learned me as a kid going into men's football. So, and then I was, I had a few clubs watching me over the 18 months. Uh, I think it was Reading, Southampton. Um, I went to Brentford. I played a midweek game for Brentford um, because I was working at the time. I was working at Ubers as well yeah, uh, totally. in the day. So, so I had a job as well. So the part the football was only part time, and. Um, 
you know, they, they said playing a midweek game. I said, yeah, fine. I played in a midweek game and they wanted me to play the following week. And I said, well, it's fine, but I've got to have a day off work because of the long travelling away. I said, you know, you're going to pay my wages for, for me missing a day's work. And they went, no. Well, I said, well, I'm not playing then. So I said, I'm not playing. I said, well, you know, I'm doing you a favour as well as myself. Yeah. But that kind of, that ended that. And um, then I, I remember playing a game uh, on a Tuesday night and um, so Reading and Southampton come in, but the, the manager at the time, Jeff Taylor, was really, you know, great man, nice man. He's still going strong now. I think he's coaching as a scam for Stoke, I think he is at the moment. So, but he's still going. He's in his 80s. He's unbelievable, Jeff. But he was my manager at the time. And to be fair, he pulled me to one side. He said, look, there's a big club been watching you now for the last five or six games. So he said, just be patient. So the Red in Southampton, they want me to go like on like at a game, and I just said no. I said you know because you know I thought well you can see what's on on the pitch, so yeah. I didn't really didn't want to do it. I have trials again, you know. So so anyway, I played on the Tuesday night, and um, Jeff said to me, he said there's a couple of people outside want to see you, and it was uh, Charlie Faulkner who'd watched me for the last six games, and Eddie Bailey, oh, wow. uh, who was a chief scout at the time, and uh, they come to me and said, look, you know. We like what you see. Um, you know, it's West Ham. Wow, you know what I mean? Won the World Cup. So it was like, yeah, wow. And they said to me, we'd like to sign you on Thursday. So we didn't talk money and nothing like that. So I said, well, yeah, it took me like two seconds. I said, yeah, great. Yeah. So I, ended up, I think they paid 5000 for me. So um, I got 5% of the, the, the value of that 5000 So I got £250 signing on fee. Um, at the start, of when I signed the contract, I signed a year's contract yeah. on a hundred pound a week. I was earning eighty odd pound at Hoover's, working Hoover's, and I was earning thirty two pound at Slough at Southall. Sorry. So you you were out, yeah, out of pocket. Yeah, so I actually took the chance so and that one year, Ron Greenwood and John Lyle were there, and uh, they said to me, they said, um, "Look, you know, we don't think you'll be around the first team, but." We like to see you progress and, and all that, um, and that was it really. So, and then I went in and um, I, th I think the first day, first, you know, first day training, I met all the, the lads on a Monday, um, and we was doing running round the round the red grow, you know, on the outside of the pitch and that. Yeah. And uh, I had all this kit on because the kit man he gave me this load of kit when I went in, and I thought well, there's piles of it. And I'm looking, I'm looking across and there was Terry Erlock. And he's a bit overweight, Terry Erlock, but he's putting all this stuff on and the black bag and all that. And I've had all this stuff, so I've stuck it on and all. And I'm thinking, I've got, and I was like a, a rake. I was 10 stone 10. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so anyway, I've gone, so of course you're in press. I'm like with the reserves and the first team are training after us. So anyway, I've done some runs and that, and we've done these, and I've souped off and I've, because I was quick and, and that, so I'm in front of the runs and we've done half a dozen of them. Oh, I feel a bit faint here, so I sat down and passed out. I've actually conked out. <laughs> so they called uh, Rob the physio to come and see me like, and all that. And in the meantime, the lads had finished. So he's, he's sitting me up and all that. And then the, the first team lads are, are on it, like Bonzo, Trevor and all that. And the first time they said hello to me was when I'm lying on the track. Oh, <laughs> That's the first time I... That was the first time I'd seen him. So, uh, so yeah. Then, listen, it was all it all happened very quickly. Um, you know, we trained against the first team and all that in training. And I played on the the Saturday uh, for the reserves. Played on the Monday for the reserves. And I got a call on the Monday night from John Lyle saying we're playing QPR in the League Cup on the Tuesday. He said, I want you to just come along and, and just sit in the stands and just get the atmosphere of first team, mm. you know, football and all that. And I said, fine. So I didn't even like tell anyone or, or whatever. So I went along and um, John pulled me in the office about half past six and said, are you OK to play? <laughs> I went, sorry? He said, well, I said, well, yeah, of course. And what had happened uh, uh, in the daytime, I think, there's a, a couple of boys got injured mm. in training. And I think John Paul, Trevor, Bonzo and Frank Lampard Sr. in to have a chat. And John said, like, I've 
I'm thinking of putting a young boy in. And uh, the three of them, I think, said yes. Yeah, it's a good idea kind of yeah. thing. Um, and that was it. That was mm-hmm. my first game against QPR, and, um, which was my team because I lived like... Um, yeah, you're like, yeah, that's I the idea. So, and it's, yeah, I'm watching as a kid, like Rodney Marsh and all that when they were playing. So to play against QPR, and they were a top side then, they were second in the league then, I think. And uh, it was funny because Parkey was in goal then, and, yeah. and he turned out to be one of my best mates. So, yeah, so we ended up playing. We lost 2-0. Um, I think when I joined, they, we had something like six points. We hadn't won a game. Yeah. I think in, I joined uh, in September, and I think I made my debut. I think it was the, about October twenty second. I think nineteen seventy six when we played um, QPR, um, and then it's kind of rest was history. Then really, and yeah. it just I was part of the team then for for a long time. So, oh, yeah, yeah. right. Fantastic, and I love, and that's what I love, Alan. I love the stories of the debuts. But I remember speaking to, oh, it's going to annoy me now. I think it was Leroy, Leroy Rossinia, and and he was like picked up on the Friday, and like turned up at the at the gate at Upton Park on the Saturday with the number nine shirt. Off you go, and like same as you, it's like you know, it's relatively from from non league, and then you know, a few weeks. That's it. In the first, it happened. Yeah, three weeks. It worked out three weeks from when I signed for the club that I played in the first time. That's absolutely. And then, and then, then the rest is the rest. As I said, is history. I mean, you obviously you had, you know, the FA Cup wins. Obviously, the the, the famous eighty five. Obviously, the injury eighty five, eighty six, and and you know, it was definitely a a golden era. You know, for for West Ham. You know, what was it like? What was it like being? Because obviously. you know what you don't get nowadays is is that sort of level of, as you said, you played for West Ham for many, 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 many years, and you don't get that in the modern game now. I mean, I interviewed, um, uh, I interviewed, when I interviewed Tony Gale. Every year that he was at the club was a, a testimonial year by by one year. So you must have like have had a real togetherness with 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 sort of the squad as as a team going through the, all those sort of all those times. And what was it like? What was it like? You know, obviously with with, with Bonzo it's, it's, it's and. Brilliant. It's like uh, it's, it's like a family, and we yeah. we still you know the eighty team we got together last year and that, and we're still all good mates, you know. And we get on and we phone up, and you know, especially through these times of yeah. are we and hope family's okay, and you know it's great. It's just part of it. But then it was football first, money second. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. We played for the love of the game. It wasn't about money. Contracts come second. Now, now at the end of the day, there's so much in it. Good luck to them. I'm not yeah. thinking, but. I do, it, it wrangles me when they can't play twice a week. You know, we used to play on pitches that, you know, we mud baths and that. Oh, sometimes. And we, yeah. We had people kicking us and, and stamping on us and things like that. And it's something you just took to and and that. And, and that's my only gripe with it is, don't tell me you can't play twice, three times a week. Do you know what I mean? On these pitches, you know, we used to train hard and, and, and that. People said there was a drinking culture. Yeah, there was with some, but we were, we were all professionals. We're all professionals, and uh, we love the game, and, and that's what it, I, I know. I love training. I love the games. That playing at West Ham was like God, every time you went out there, it was the fans were great. As long as you gave everything, that's all yeah. they ever asked. But they, and then you know, if people are you know going through the motions, and, and we've seen that in the last few years and, and years before, um, they know, they know, and, and they want people that, that work hard and. and uh, that's one thing that at the end of the day, that, that is all you ask from anyone. You've got to work 110%. You, you're lucky. You're, you're doing the best job in the world. Yeah. It's the best job in the world being a footballer. Yeah. Every fan would want to be a professional footballer, want to be on that pitch at Upton Park now at the London Stadium. But it, it's, it's fantastic because you can't take it away now as well. It, it's always it's always there what you've achieved and, and what you've done. And, and it's, it's great memories for me. Yeah, to no, come no. from, from non-league and, and I say everyone wanted to be a footballer. Yeah. You know, I was able to park, uh, you know, 35 aside on a, <laughs> after school until you get kicked out of the park at up past 10. So, you know, now the parks are empty. Yeah. It's not, they're not that, you know, we just, you know, kids now more rather be on the computer, which is sad, yeah. which is sad. But, I know what you mean. But listen, it, it's, it's a, it was a great time and uh, best time of my life being a footballer, yeah. without doubt. What's it like? What's it like to walk out at Wembley at FA Cup final? 
it's it's just surreal because it was yeah. it was funny you talked about the cup final and uh, we we actually on the Friday night we was in the stadium we went to Wembley Dogs on the Friday night as a team. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, we actually went to there was Graham racing at uh, Wembley Stadium yeah. on the Friday night. So I think there was Phil Parks, David Cross, and Rob Jenkins was the only ones that stayed back in the hotel. The rest of us went to the Wembley Dogs. Um, and all that. I think probably Parksy and, and Crossy and, and Rob probably finished off a bottle of champagne or something on a Friday night where we was having Cokes and, and water and that. But we had a good time before and we got back about half ten and then went to bed and then been getting up for Wembley. When FA Cup final is everything. Yeah. It's sad now that it's not as as important as it was. No, then. I agree. Totally. And it's, it's, it's you know, end of the season the league's finished, it's a week to go, the papers were full of interviews with players and that, all leading up to the biggest game of the season, which is the FA Cup final. Mm. And uh, now, sadly, that is not the same anymore. And, and But it's uh, no disrespect, but it's the only thing that maybe West Ham can win now with the, the yeah, situation totally. of the community clubs. And it okay. does wrangle me now that they don't take it seriously and, mm. and, and that, you know. No, you're right. You're totally you know, right. And, the, you're right. The fans, it's fantastic, and, and for the players, mm. walk and win. And it's and you it's know? one of those and it's one of those things. You're right. I mean, it's it's you know, we're, you know, as a West Ham fan, you know, we're not in it for the football. You know, <laughs> you know we're never going to win anything. You know, we know that we're not going to win the Premier League. But you're right. It's it's uh, the trouble is obviously. Russ, like, let, me stop, Russ, let me stop you there. If Leicester can do. Why can't West Ham? No, you 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 are totally totally right, and I think unfortunately I think that is the exception to the rule. I really think so. I think for I think for West Ham fans, you're right. We just want you know for me now. I mean everyone, and it's quite funny in hindsight. You know we always used to criticise you know the Kerbishly years, the Allardyce years, you know boring football. But they got us to tenth or eleventh. They got us safe, and. And then we could, you know, and that's, I think, what we want to do. You know, next next season, I'd love us to be, you know, come January before even we've even started the FA Cup to be in a, you know, a top 10, you know, 30 points on the board or something like that and have a go. Because I think you're right. It's it, We know, obviously, 2006, we were at Cardiff, you know, obviously for the FA Cup final. And obviously, we were really a second away from not winning that game. And... You know, it's it's for the for the, the the I don't call them young fans. For the inexperienced fans, we haven't had a nineteen eighty or even an eighty five, eighty six. You know, finishing third and going for the title. Um, you know, we won the Intertoto Cup in ninety nine. You know, <laughs> we won a bit of European glory. But I, I just I'm totally with you. It really winds me up. But also, I love the fact. I mean, I remember very 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 vaguely. It was a whole day on telly wasn't it? Like, you know, the it was, it was in the morning, nine o'clock in the morning. Yeah. yeah you'd, follow the, you'd follow the coaches and, and you yeah, had, you'd uh, have interviews with the wives yeah. and all before the game and, and all that. So it's, it was just brilliant because all, as I say, the build up the whole week, Yeah, it was, it was all about the FA Cup final on the Monday, the Tuesday, the Wednesday, right leading up, it was all about the FA Cup, you know, pull outs in the papers and everything of, of the two teams. And now it's suddenly gone second to, to money, because that's what it is. Yeah, and you're right. League and all that. And, it's on a, it's but, on a five. You know, league, cup, league Cup is, is you know, they're great, great occasions. Mm. Well, they you're were. Right. You're totally you know? right. And you're right. I mean, now it's at 5.30 on a Saturday, isn't it? There's no, it's after the, the that, like that week of that Saturday fixtures have happened. And, you know, I used to remember all the, they used to have like the, the play, like the, the players who weren't obviously playing in the final. They used to have like little competitions, didn't they? Like the fastest runners on the pitch and they used to do like long throw competition and they used to make it a bit more of an event. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah no, I, I totally agree. You know, it's never going to come back like that and, and it's sad. It is so sad because it, it is about the fans. Mm. You know, they, they, they make out about the TV and the, the money they get. But it's about the fans. Fans keep the club going. Mm. They're, the, they're the base of everything. So at the end of the day, that's what people should be thinking about, is what they want, what you the club wants for the fans. And, and it, 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 you know, at the end of the day, I was a fan going back of, of football and, and whatever, but at the end of the day, I played for West Ham for a long time and they, they're just the 
the best fans, yeah. without doubt, the best fans in the world, as far as yeah. I'm concerned. And no one will ever tell me any different. No, I, 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 they I, understand. They understand the game. And listen, they can be harsh. Oh yeah. At the end of, you, you, you know, at the end of the day, I've seen them rip into people and that. But at the end of the day, if you're not giving your all for the club, then why not? Exactly. No, you're totally right. And and I. I, I I, and I think since restart, you can see how important the fans are to the enjoyment of a game. I mean, you know, it's sterile, as you said, practice matches, you know, it, it's, there's no... It yeah. It's so slow. Yeah. It's so slow games. Mm. There's no intensity about it. It's no... Mm. It's, you know, we played behind... I remember playing behind closed doors once. We played um, Castilla in the uh, European Cup Winners' Cup. Yes, and yes. Leg three one, and we had to play behind closed doors then. And it's just weird because you could hear the manager shouting every word. There was yeah. a few ball boys in the, in the crowd, and you could hear each other shouting and whatever. It is weird, but at the end of the day, that's what you get paid for. Yeah, it should be no different. It's just you know, the, but the crowd is. <laughs> I remember when I first walked out at Upton Park, um, the QPR game, yeah. and uh, the back of my neck was. All my hairs are standing on the back of my neck with the atmosphere, just the tunnel and that. And I'm just sitting there. I went, wow, God, you know, sort of yeah. thing like shit yourself, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's how it was. And it, that's the buzz you get, you know, having them fans behind you and that. So, uh, yeah, it's, it, it's weird now. But listen, as I said before, it's better having the games than, than doing points per game and getting teams, you know, the top four yeah. or whatever. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Uh, and obviously, you know, you, you know, you had the, the accolade. I say, I say, a few of you obviously won the FA Cup in '80, and then did the '85-'86 season, which, when I mean, when I interviewed TC, something like seventeen club records that are still active yeah. from that season. It's absolutely phenomenal. You know, it's like, uh, and and you know, talking to Macca and and TC. They talk about you in, in the highest regard. And actually, they both said word for word the same. You said the same thing to them in terms of, you know, I'm going to have Freeman on me. You know, I'm going to knock it behind. And they word for word was exactly the same instructions. Yeah. It was really, really funny. But that season was just incredible, wasn't it? I mean, obviously, as you said, you played all those games towards the end. and Still winning, still winning, still winning. The team bond, the team spirit must have been... Well, at, well, it's probably we, 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 yeah, we was lucky then because we we didn't get many injuries. I'd no. actually been out eighteen months yes. before. Yeah, yeah. I was um, I smashed my knee in uh, nineteen eighty four, uh, January the seventh, seven minutes into the game at home for Wigan in the FA Cup third round, uh, and I was out eighteen months. Mm. Um, so that was my first year back. I think I played two games um, just. The, the season before but the knee was nowhere near right yeah. um, and I said to John John wanted the, the, the club was struggling and he asked me to play in an FA Cup game against Wimbledon I said John I said I can't move I can't he said just you being on the pitch will help the players mm. so I said well, look I'll do it but I've got to go back into hospital and my knee bent back so I played and we drew 1-1 uh, at Wimbledon and we beat them 5-1 and at our place and then I had to make sure because the, the knee was yeah. you know it's just swollen and sore so I went back and had it bent back four or five times because I smacked what I smashed I smashed uh, three ligaments out four completely snapped in the tackle I had um, and they put my hamstring in the middle of my knee um, I had, didn't have a lot of movement in my leg and my knee um, I only had 90% instead of 120 so it only go up so when I squinted it it didn't really come through so mm -hmm. I had to change my game a little yeah, bit yeah totally because um, before the injury I was I would say I was really quick mm. lightning quick um, and then I've lost that I was kind of three quarter pace I was fine I could do everything twist and turn but when you actually come to the explosion of sprinting off I just, the leg wouldn't come through, the movement wasn't in the knee, so I had to change my game a little bit, um, which lucky I did, um, and it worked the way we played in the 85-86, mm. um, with Waldy out on the right, and the two boys up top, and, and the defence and that, so it just worked a treat, and, and we, we had a good side then, um, yeah. but so did the 80s, so it was a good side, yeah. and all, so 
I was lucky to probably play in the two best sides that the club's ever had, really, yeah. and uh, played some really good with some good players. And and we just had a system that worked for us on the eighty five eighty six season, and we should have won the league. Yeah, without yeah. doubt, we should. I remember talking to a couple of Liverpool lads and all that, and they said we were the best team. Yeah, and we was that year. But I think we started off poor. I think we only won one of the first seven or, or something like that. And then when we played all them games, I think we lost to Chelsea at home 2-1, which cost us. Gailey had to come off injured. I think Neil Wall went at the back and I think he made a, a couple of mistakes. Um, but at the end of the, I think that was the only game we lost out of the last so maybe 10, 11 games, uh, apart from the Everton game when it was all over, to be fair. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was sad. It was sad because I, I just felt the boys deserved it because yeah. we had such a good balance and there were so many performances of players playing at a certain level throughout that season. Yeah. You know, and it, it was it was in, so enjoyable to play in and all that. You know, the eight yeah. team and it's just so enjoyable. Yeah, no, I, I, t- I could totally, I totally get it. As you've been very fortunate enough to play in in the, in those in those elevens, and obviously there was a bunch who did both. You know, yourself included, and 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 yeah, I mean, obviously nowadays, Alan, you know, if a player gets injured, you know, and and you know, I always I always look at Michael Owen and people like that, but they never re didn't they don't reinvent themselves. They they carry on doing the same way, and as you said, you couldn't do that, so you had to reinvent yourself, and you became yeah. a, a different player, really, and. It, and it was, it was yeah. to our benefit. Yeah, it worked. It, it, it worked because um, the balance of the team, it worked out. I kind of tucked in off the left where before I was kind of up and down the line and all that. I didn't really hit the line as much as I did before. Yeah. Uh, and Waldy was more of an out-and-out winger where I was more kind of a tucked in left-sided midfield player, I would say. But just the balance of the team as well. We had Alan Dickens in there. We had... Uh, Pikey and Neil Warren kind of shared it and we had a good back four um, and the, the two boys up front, you know, the two boys up front as well. We had Paul Goddard as well, who I felt a little bit sorry for because yeah. I rated uh, Sarge highly as well, but TC and, and Matt were having it off. So, you know, it, we had three good strikers, real good strikers um, yeah. as well. So it just all worked. It just all clicked at the right time. So yeah. it was great. And, and speaking of the 11s, as we do, and it, that's the whole idea of this channel. So the idea is we, we try and get fans and players to give an 11. And, and it's going to be really hard for you. I appreciate that. But for the players, it tends to be the players they played with. And obviously, you've played for arguably two of the greatest in the greatest 11s. Although there were a few, so you might be all right. Who <laughs> did both? Um, but it'd be really cool to do, to do your, your 11. Uh, what we try and do is keep it to a 4 4 2 more than anything. But yeah. if you can do something different, it's fine. I'm, I'm getting soft in the old age, I think. Um, I, I mean, no, I no, think, 4 4 2 is good. Nice one. Good. Nice one. I mean, you know, as, as a football manager, I thought you might do something a little bit more, you know, <laughs> some people do something crazy. But um, in terms of your 11, I could probably guess your goalkeeper. Who would, who would your goalkeeper be, Alan? <laughs> well, I was, um, when I went there, we had Mervyn Day, yeah. um, and Bobby Ferguson, um, and then we signed Parksy. Yeah. So he's one of my best mates as well. So I can't leave my be- one of my no. best mates out. But listen, he was a world-class keeper. He yeah. was the best keeper. I, I was lucky enough to play with Shilton and Clements and that. And to me, Parksy's the number one. To me, he, the size of him and, and all that, he's like a gentle giant and, and that. And uh, I had to run with him for about 10 years as well and look after him and make him coffee in the morning. So, um, yeah, listen, it's, it's Parksy. Parksy, yeah. uh, to me, was one of the best keepers in the world at that time. Yeah. We, we had Shilton, Clements and, and Parksy. And, uh, yeah, you were. Plus, best mates as well. Yeah, we got <laughs> to put him in there. <laughs> <laughs> he won't talk to me, but there's no doubt about it. 100 yeah. percent oh no no it's out of shadow doubt right put parks in uh let's let's go let's go left back who do we have left back then well, that's tough go. that's tough for yeah. me because i played with frank lampard senior for a long time yeah uh, then you've got steve wolford come in georgie paris smoky come in and then julian dicks come in at the end of my career mm-hmm. kind of thing and i didn't really play with julian yeah. uh, as much as i would like to have played with him um, and I know he gets jumped when I say, but I'd have to go Frank Lamb, I'd see you, because I played with him for so long. Yeah, and of course. He knew, he just 
what he he done was he wherever he was on the pitch he'll give me the ball wherever I was on the pitch. Yeah. So if he got it on the edge of his own box, he'll give me a ball three or four yards into my feet. So he knew, and he knew I was right-footed, so he'd always serve it onto me right foot. So we had a great understanding with him, Frank Lamont Senior. So, sorry, Dixie, all right? <laughs> At the end of the day, I didn't play with you that long, but it'd have to be Frank Lamont Senior. Yeah, yeah, totally. Right, we'll put Frank, Frank Senior in. Uh, right back. Who would be your right back? Hmm. Well, Smokey played there a little while, Georgie Paris, we had yeah. John McDowell coming. When I first played in the team, Billy Bonds played there. Of course, yeah. Bonds, yeah, yeah. I played on the right side, because I played on the right when I first got in the side. Uh, Bonds, I actually played played right back. Um, but again, there's only like, it's Tonka, Ray Stewart is, you know, he was great, great lad. Uh, he's a lovely lad. Still get on well, so well now. We always speak to each other and that. Um, so yeah, it's got to be Tonga. Yeah, the old ice ball penalties he used to take and that. But, oh, um, gotcha. Yeah, it'd have to be Rush to Yeah, Tonks is in. Yeah, the good shout. Uh, right, center offs, center offs. Again, I reckon I've got a good chance. You seven, I guess you seven offs. But who would they be? Uh, you could be surprised on this one. You okay, I've been looking at this because um, if I was looking at because one of my best mates played there. Um, and then you got, which is Tony Gale, you've got Stretch, Alvin. Sorry, Alvin sorry, sorry, Alan, sorry. Sorry, <laughs> my wife just bought a new bike. Sorry about that. <laughs> Carry on, sorry, Alan. <laughs> uh, Alvin Martin and Bonzo yeah. played. Tony Gale played there. Um, I would go for Alvin Martin as definitely one. Yeah. Uh, Stretch. Yeah. Good player stretch, he's mm. dominant in the air. He would tell you he tried to overdo it and all that at times and Bonzo sorted him out and told him but <laughs> he's a top 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 player, Alvin. And uh uh you know, we get on well as well. So yeah. and then the next centre half I was gonna go Tony Gow. Yeah. I'm gonna put Gailey because he won't talk to me again if I don't put him in <laughs> Gailey put himself in it. Gailey put himself in and made himself um, captain, penalty taker, free kick taker, um, manager, and first team coach, and director of football. Oh, really? yeah. Well, he would have told you. He would have told you about the goal he scored against Liverpool when he, he, he won in the free yeah, kick. He, did, he must have yeah. told you that over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd go Tony, I'd go Gailey, and, and Alvin because I had a great understanding mm. as well. Late in the team, you'll know why um, I've done that. So. Yeah, um, nice. yeah. So they're the two centre Alvin and Gailey. Yeah, but Gailey would talk to me, and he no. picks me up now and takes me places. So I'd like to put Gailey. In. Yeah, <laughs> otherwise it'd be a quiet, it'd be a quiet car journey. Otherwise, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, right. good player. Yeah, Gailey was a good player. Oh, he was. Yeah, yeah, and very and, underrated. Very and, underrated. And you're right. And then yeah. then two together just worked, didn't they? As a combo. Yeah, combo. No, they weren't the quickest, but they both no. made the game perfect. They never got done in behind and that because they, they always gave us out a yard. Yeah, mm. they were both good footballers as well, top footballers. Yeah, no, totally, yeah, totally cool. Uh, let's let's go into midfield. Uh, are you going to put yourself le- left midfield? I think you've got to. Well, I think so. I'll have to probably put myself there like, because to. I'm looking at, you know, I'm there for a long time, really. And yeah. then you, I think Stuart Slater, Kevin Keane was there. Um, when I first went there, I think Grand Padden was there. Oh, wow. um, so, but I only played again. I only played about half a season with Grand Padden. So, sure. so yeah, I'll, I'll put myself there on that yeah, one. That's, that's, a, that's an easy one. Of course you can. Yeah. Uh, right? <laughs> if you hadn't, I'd have insisted you did. To be honest, yeah, Alan, okay. too. Right? Let's let's go. Uh, let's go right <laughs> midfield. Go on, man. Uh, again, we had Patsy Holland and we had um, Mark Ward. They've both done well for the club. Paul Allen played in that position as well as in the middle sometimes. Ollie was 17, you know, the youngest player ever to play, you know, in the cup final. So, yeah, it's hard, but I'd have to go Mark Ward because of the balance of the 85, 86. And I think he had about sort size five feet. He had the smallest feet ever. And that, but he's a good lad and uh, a real good footballer um, and, and done great for us that season. He had mm. absolutely done great. And, uh, He's a good lad as well. So I'd, I'd have to go Michael, yeah. Mark Ward off the right. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, he's a lovely guy as well. Um, and yeah, so I right, put Ward in. Uh, Centre midfielders. Who, who have we got? 
Who have we got, Alan? We have a top two. Yeah. Top two in my eyes. Billy Bonds and Trevor Brooking. Yeah. Bonzo, Bonzo could play anywhere. Bonzo played at the back. He played, I played with Bonzo at the back. I played with Bonzo at right back. I played with Bonzo in midfield. Um, because it was so hard with the others. We had, we, we had Alan Dickens had a great, fantastic yep. season, the 85, 86 season. Um, but it was just really the one season and you had Neil or you had Pike here and that. Yeah. So that's why I've got plump for, for Bonzo in there and, and Trevor, you know. He got to. Two probably the most, the best players and the, and, and the best people as well. You know, yeah. it's, uh, when I look back and, uh, and, and knowing them and how much they helped me when I was a, uh, when I first joined the club, they always had time for me to talk to them and they helped me along, you know, and they were just saying two people you looked up to so much, you know. Yeah. Bonzo was just at it all the time, every time in training and he used to always, say, when we was one-on-one, he used to always want me, so he'd try and kick me and I'll, <laughs> I'll run him and things like that and always one-on-ones with me and Bonzo. So, yeah, he's a uh, great respect for the man and yeah. top man Bonzo. And then you got Trevor, who to me is like six foot two and all that, never really made a tackle, but no. well, he could play. And uh, he, the biggest compliment I could give Trevor is you knew what he was going to do, but you could not stop him from doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I think people played against him and they, they rolled, he rolled them and they knew what he was going to do, but they couldn't stop him from, from doing yeah. it. So them two uh, and that and... Wardy there and myself there, yeah. Fantastic. Some midfield. Could do do a few. Could do a few few of you tonight, to be honest. <laughs> but also, I mean, you know, again, you know, something which again, I feel it's weird. But looking back, obviously, I've been watching a lot of as you do, you know, lots of old football and stuff. And you know, I think about the eighty-five. I think about that Chelsea game away, and how crap the pitches were those days and you guys were still doing your thing. And, and that's, and that's, you know, what, what would we wouldn't give to get that team playing at the bowling green at, at London stadium? Do you know what I mean? In terms of, it must've been, yeah, cause it's just phenomenal. That, that Chelsea game was awful. Yeah. Yeah. People say like, you say, do you think you could play in today's football? Yeah. I know my answer was, yeah, it's a piece of piss now. <laughs> no, just the, right. But my answer would be, could they, to today's players playing the football we play. Exactly. When you're getting kicked and, and the pitches. But Chapel Heath was a heap. Chapel yeah. Heath was, was, it ain't like it is today. No. So you had to you had to have good touch to, to in training, to, to, you had to make sure you had good touch, even though it was a bumpy pitch then. Yeah. So it's something we was brought up on. So, you know, that, you, that's you the, know, the normal, yeah. norm then. It was the normal then, you yeah. know, the same. But, um, no, I think it helped us and all that. But, I, it does make me laugh when they say, could you blame the day's football? They keep saying it's quicker and I'm thinking, you're having a laugh. Yeah. It's no way quicker. It might look quicker because the pitches are quicker and all that, but I'm seeing players that can't hardly move and centre-halves are having having 99% passing and all that. And the most touches on the ball were centre-halves. How's that work out? Yeah. Shows you the ball's at the back too much and it's so slow someone. So... Yeah. Uh, it, it does make me laugh it, 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 with, with a game today. I, it, to be fair, I get bored with it sometimes because yeah. you want to see action. You want to see the ball in the box. Mm. Not say bang it and all that, but you want to see controlled football. We were, we were, we were a very direct team to the point that we, we got it. We, you know, I was looking for forwards. I ain't going to pass the ball back to my full-backs or centre-halves. What they're going to do is put it up a pitch. So we was brought we was brought up to actually play and pass through the lines and and, and get the ball down into into the space beyond the centre half for our forwards to run onto, and it, we were very direct, but it was a passing game. Yeah, and you know, and and that was something that John and and, and Ron Greenwood brought up on us. That's all we ever done, and and but we look forward, and there's nothing wrong in that. I just I, I it today, and I think in. I see the ball on the edge of the box. They're attacking and they pass it all the way back to half mm, yeah. to go out the other side. And I think surely, you know, you've got one or two people to beat or player one, two, you know, attack people. But I don't know if they're told to do that or, or what, but surely you just got to play how you see it. And I, I think when we played, even the pitches were bad, but it was more exciting. 
it's more yeah. exciting for the fans. Oh, totally. I totally agree. You're right. I think it's it's a, it's a possession game now. Is you know more than anyone. It's, it it seems that people are scared of of trying anything. You know, as you said, it's all about getting possession. And you know, I remember you know Arsenal wasn't it famously you would try and walk it into the back of the net, and it, it it was that sort of like keep the ball. You know, it's my ball. And you're right. It's about excitement. Um, and people want to be entertained. You know, they want to be entertained with football. You know, grinding out a nil nil. Although I've just criticised the Allardyce years and stuff, you know, but you know, grinding out a nil-nil, you know, or, or, or one-nil, you know, people want to see goals. They want to be entertained, and you know, okay. what's the result? At the end of the day, you want to get the good results on it. It's, it's a balance, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's going to be bad games. There's going to be games where you know you can't be at the same standard for forty odd games a season. Yeah. It's impossible to be human. But you're going to have, you're going to have, as a player, you're going to have fifteen games when you're red hot, and, and you, you, you know, you, you make the most of it. There's other times where you, oh, I don't know, I don't feel 100% a day, but you still do your job and still don't change anything. Yeah. And and I look at it, you pass for a purpose. You pass to get to A to B as quick as possible, surely. Mm. The quicker the ball can go into down the side of a centre forward or into their feet, it's got to be better than passing a cost. It'll drive me, it'll drive me nuts now. It'll mm. drive me nuts. <laughs> oh, well, I know. It's just, it's one of those things, isn't it? I think it's just the way everything changes. You know, Maybe like me getting old, just being an old fart now. No, but I mean, no, but again, no, again, the thing that, and again, it's not, I'm, you know, I'm I'm probably fully in football for the 90s, so yeah, not not that, but I've seen a change. And what really pisses me off about the modern game is not having wingers doing what wingers do best. So flying down the wing on the right side of their foot and beating the fullback and crossing it in they they you know like liverpool they always have the left foot on the right side the right foot and, the, yeah, they yeah, cut yeah. And, I, and that really pisses me off you know in my era of west ham you know seeing like matthew efferington you know just like literally just running like you used to do in your, in your first spell sort of running you know just pace beating men for pace and you know when antonio was on the right sometimes rather than cutting just beat the fullback and cross it in you know you've got to have the right they people in the box they, but. yeah they don't anymore they, that's no. the thing that I was always taught at the end of the day, you, you hit the byline yeah. and you cut it across the six-yard box, you've got defending centre-halves running back to their own goal yeah. and sometimes you get them putting it in the back of their own net and you, then it's up to the forwards to get in. But yeah. now it's, a, it's dying. It's okay. dying. As you say, they're coming inside and they're popping it through the middle and that's why you get. I think you're getting these funny results. At the end of the day, it should be a direct way of playing. A winner should get the ball, take it down the line, beat people. If he's got to play a player one, two, if he draws three or four, has someone got to be spare? Yeah. But not back and square, please. Not back and square. Nah, you're totally right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've put the world to right on that, Alan, I think definitely. <laughs> right, let's put we'll put we'll put the B and B in the middle, Bonds and Brooking. Up front. Who are we having up front for the Devonshire eleven? Oh, this is gonna be hard as well. So <laughs> I played with Brian Pop Robson um, yes. the first season. I played with Crossy, played with Paul Goddard, Tony Cotty, Frank McAvenny. It's kind of like this five strikers there that have got the wow factor, you know. Um, four or two of them. Pop only played with for a year, so I suppose I can discount him for that one. Um, Sarge, I suppose, because of. Um, what Frank and, and TC done on the 86. So, two out of three, David Cross, Matt Yoveni. <laughs> two out of three. Well, whoever it is, we can put the other as, as you, whatever you one sub, so you can... You can yeah, well, them three are definitely, but to look about um, for what they've done for the team and all that, it, yeah. it's very difficult. I must have been very difficult. Of course. I'd have to go Frank. Yeah. I'd have to go Frank. Um, he done great when he came. You know, he came as a midfield player. Yeah. <laughs> he ended up, he ended up up front. And uh, we all knew about his escapades outside the game. But, boy, he was a great lad. Great lad. Um, didn't like training. No. Didn't like training. But when it came to the pitch, he, he put his, uh, his heart on the line for the team and that. And uh, Frank was a top, top player. Um, and a great lad. Yeah. So I'd have to go for Back of any. Yeah. No, I might have to get the coin out for the other one with TC. Because <laughs> Crossy was brilliant. Crossy was brilliant for us in the 80 team. He's an he's, uh, old-fashioned centre-forward. 
but he could he could play as well. You know, he'd hold, hold it up, score goals, uh, and, mm. and TC was a little terrier, uh, lazy little son. So at one time and all that, and we had to tell him what to do. Uh, but a great finisher, great lad as well. Oh, it's it's hard, but if I'd have to go Crossy. Sorry to yeah. sorry to but I'd have to go Crossy. I do apologise, T. So you won't talk to me now, will you? <laughs> so, I'd have to go. You know, yeah. I was lucky in play. I said the Sargent got played for England as well at Stadium CC, and he was a top top player. And he was a bit unfortunate that them two had it off, you know, so well on the eighty five eighty six season. Yeah, but Crossy done it for a few years as well, and he yeah, he, did. he tried the four goals at Tottenham. There's not many people who do that yeah. as well. So. Um, I'd have to go in, but I do again. TC, sorry, yeah. man. TC's TC's on on the bench. First sub. We're all right. Okay, we're interchanging. We'll interchange yeah. him in. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> Alan, man, it's been an absolute, absolute privilege and a pleasure chatting to you. I've really, really, really enjoyed it. I've loved, I love putting the the modern game to rights of you as well because it's nice to have a kindred spirit in that respect. I feel like sometimes I'm a little bit of a, you know. Uh, a lone wolf when it comes to my positioning on wingers and stuff but no it's lovely man obviously thank you so much for your time and I know everyone watching will absolutely really appreciate you taking the time to, to talk about stuff and uh, and it's lovely thank you and appreciate obviously all the technical difficulties we've had getting on to it no, uh, no it's been brilliant thank you listen just all West Ham fans keep the phone yeah keep the phone and stay so yeah. I want to say exactly exactly and 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 obviously thank you to everyone for watching like share subscribe uh, all that good stuff and for me and alan take care stay safe come on your wines big game tonight come on your wines let's have it come on thanks everyone bye-bye sports social podcast network it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.